Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gaspacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. And I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat. Sometimes it's just the group chat to chat and process. This is a a group chat episode. (laughs) Today, this is just a group chat episode. I'm not going to really preface too much. I think we can, uh, I'll just say we're going to discuss something really timely and personal. And Elise, I'll I'll hand it to you. Yeah. um, So I I convened this episode. uh, (laughs) I convened this episode today because... I wanted to share with our SUP listeners about an abortion that I had this past December. So not very long ago. Yeah. Um, And it was something, I don't know, I'm really still in the process of like figuring out everything that I feel about it, but just because of everything that is happening and what has gone on, I just personally felt like number one having a like responsibility to come forward and talk about what like just talk about that I had one and that you know I'm someone Mm -hmm. that you know who's had one and also I just felt like I couldn't keep talking about it on the podcast and writing about it in the newsletter without like being able to also talk about my personal connection to the subject and it was just kind of becoming a situation where I was like Mm -hmm. I think um, in a perfect world, I probably would have like kept it to myself for a little bit longer, but <laughs> the world has revealed itself to be quite imperfect at this time. And so I wanted to share. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about, I'm curious, like, you know, we've been anticipating this decision for a very long time and even in, in December. So I'm curious, you know, how, how, the right to have access to abortion like you did like how did you think about that did that right did, did that ability suddenly become like more sober to you how did what was going like what was going through your head not necessarily then because we we can get into that to the extent that you want but just like it seems like the intersection of of what you do for a living and the things you talk about really impacted this super personal experience for you yeah i mean going going through it it is so it is not changed my feelings about abortion in that like I don't <laughs> I it's made me support abortion a million times more but it has just really shown me how layered the experience of this is and like I'll say you know I made this decision within the within my marriage it was a decision between me and my husband and it was the least political decision I've ever made at the time that I was making it like mm-hmm. That decision, when we made it, was about us and our future and our marriage and where we were at in that moment and how we wanted to see ourselves bring a child into the world when we do do it. I wasn't thinking about the politics the days that this was going on. That was not happening. But the um, the political aspect of it has been... I feel like nipping at my heels the entire time. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, wow. Like the, ba- I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I'm pretty sure that the Supreme Court 
upheld the Texas ruling, like said they weren't going to interfere in Texas. Right. Like literally like maybe two days after I found out that I was pregnant and, and that was a six week ban and I was seven weeks and two days after my missed period. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I just, it made it obviously just incredibly real to me. These things that we've been talking about where it's like, you know, as someone who writes and talks and thinks about this as a feminist, et cetera. I've always known the line, six weeks is before most women know they're pregnant. Six weeks, you may not have even missed your period yet. Like, I've always heard that, but that is exactly, like, Uh I experienced that, and it makes it really different. And, like, even with my husband, it was shocking to him to kind of, as someone who hasn't, you know, necessarily had to think about these issues as deeply or, like, the actual scientific way of getting pregnant I mean I that was shocking to him to realize this like what a six-week ban actually means Mm -hmm. it really does I can't imagine how I could have realized I was pregnant even one second sooner than I realized that I was pregnant so I there's just no opportunity at six weeks to get an abortion yeah what you said when you started about this being like one of the least political decisions you've ever made, I feel like people, we need to hear more people say like that, that just hit me for some reason, because I have actually, I've not gone through this experience, mm-hmm. but whenever people share it, it's in a political context. So I feel like it, it gives this energy to what we, we try to remind people is healthcare, that it's like a, a defiant thing, but there are plenty of people who have politics opposite than ours who, you know, that's just not they, they, got, they had sex, they got pregnant and they have to find a solution for that. And I yeah, just th- for some for some reason, hearing you say it like that really was like, yeah, this is just it's a medical procedure that most uh, most people literally statistically do make within families. Yes. And that that is the other thing that with the most recent news, with the way that that opinion was written, basically saying that, like, you don't have a right to privacy regarding this decision, like. One of the things that also surprised me was truly how private I did feel that it was. And even as, again, someone who has always been like, I would get an abortion. I don't think it is a shameful thing to get an abortion. Everyone has a right to get an abortion for any reason. It ended up being really complicated the way that it happened to me. It ended up happening to me in a way I wouldn't have expected at a time in my life when I wouldn't have expected when I was within already my marriage, but like really at the very beginning of my marriage. Um, It was something I had always imagined if it happened to me, it would be because I messed up with a hookup or Mm -hmm. a boyfriend or maybe I, I knew that married women had abortions and I knew... I've even known married women to have abortions, but it was just not, it was not a scenario that I had ever actually envisioned taking place in my life. And then it did. And it really did feel incredibly private between me and my husband. And I do like, I felt compelled to share on this podcast because of where we are at politically and what is going on. And just because, Yeah, for all the reasons we've talked about that people should be open about their abortions. But again, in a perfect world, I this would have just been a decision me and my husband made together that, you know, Mm -hmm. I talked about with a doctor, maybe. um, But that really just like 
stay between us and anyone I chose to share about the same way any other medical thing that has ever happened to me would be mostly mm -hmm. private apart from anyone I chose to talk about it with. So I definitely have felt the loss of the right to privacy and the importance of the, like, the right to privacy now that I see that like, mm -hmm. I feel like I do have to come forward and say, because of, because of the politics of it, like because everyone's having this big conversation, I don't really get to keep this thing private anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and and as you mentioned, I mean, I think that people a lot of times assume this is this is a procedure that most people have happen, you know, a couple times in their twenties when they are not in a consistent relationship, and I think that's how people get away with politicizing it. And and, and what they are so um, misrepresentative about is how this does happen in families, in marriages. Most people that have an abortion already already have already have children. I mean, even, you know, you think of like, I think it's Griswold, right? Where it's like, it gives mm -hmm. you at least a fucking right to privacy to have birth control within your marriage. But right, right now they're trying to come for privacy within a marriage as well, even though they're like, they fucking love marriage. Well, yeah. Well, it just, it really also just showed me um, how important it is to be able to choose to plan your family the way you want to plan it. Like, it's not even just obviously like, Again, we I feel like we always cede the debate to the most extreme examples. So it's like obviously forcing a young girl who's been a, like <laughs> raped by a family member and she's 12 years old to have a baby like that's extremely extremely horrible. <laughs> like but like it is also horrible to not have the right to plan your family the way you want and to, you know, like for me and Danny to have to be beholden to any potential child that we may make if for say if like birth control was mm -hmm. you know taken off the table then it's like you just have as many kids as you make sorry and it's bringing a child in this world is not a responsibility that either of us take lightly and that is why we did what we did at the time that we did it mm-hmm yeah, I, I, I saw a video yesterday that was like, it was a person that was talking about like their grandmother who was Irish, um, who didn't take any birth control. And, you know, after getting becoming pregnant with like their fifth child, she was like, I just literally like, there's, there's no way I, I can't do this. Like, and she died yeah. and the rest of the kids grew up, grew up without a mother. You've touched on this a little bit, um, but to the extent you're comfortable sharing, did any of your feelings around the experience surprise you? Because I think what, what you've started to talk about and it's such a shame that women feel the need to trauma dump in this moment. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of women, it is not trauma dumping because it was very casual for them. But I also hate in this moment when people feel a sense of shame if it wasn't casual. So I'm just curious if any of your feelings around the experience before, after, during did sneak up on you. Yeah, well, for sure, it was not as casual as I had imagined the decision would be if it had been like a one night stand with a boyfriend, whatever it, again, it just ended up being deeply personal and complicated. Um, the thing that really surprised me the most, if I'm going to be honest, is actually just the physical process of going through. Um, I took, I took the abortion pill. So the medication abortion, um, which is like you take one pill and then you wait 12 hours, I believe, and you take the other one. And it's actually pretty intense yeah. what happens after you take the second one. 
And I know we recently were talking about the story of that woman who got arrested in Texas because um, she went in with, I'm not sure if it ever, if she was having a miscarriage or mm-hmm. if they suspected it or if she had right. taken the abortion pill. But one of the things I remember we had talked about on that episode was how easy it would be to confuse the effects of the, just the natural effects of the pill with a medical emergency if you were not well-versed and you didn't have like options to know what was going on, which I did. And that like really came home to me because it's such a hush-hush subject. Women don't know what to expect either. And so I really like, (laughs) as silly as it is, I think that because I've just always believed in abortion, I've always believed it was my right. I've always been a feminist. I've always been surrounded by feminists. My like, my mother is someone who always would have like, told me she would support me in that decision. Like, it's just not, like, it was something that I definitely did kind of consider in a casual way, and then it actually ended up being, like, not casual for me at all, and it was super complicated, and the process of it takes a really long time. Like, it's painful. Number one, you get, it, it, like, induces contractions. It's really painful, and you bleed a lot, and you bleed for a while. Like, it's so, it's, not um, what I think what I thought beforehand, even though like I could have Googled at any time or whatever, but I think what I thought beforehand is like maybe it was like a day and a half long process. And that is not the case. Really? It's like it's a day. It's a day of like you're in bed for sure. But the actual process of everything and going to and from the clinic, because I did it, I went to an actual clinic to get mine. Um, All of it, it's like very involved. And it is a physical like thing that happens to you that I kind of, I didn't realize as much what the physical effects would be. And you're a freelancer. So when you're not working, you're not making money. That's, that's time you you had to completely sacrifice well I mean I actually felt really lucky because Mm -hmm. I you know I (laughs) it was something I could write the newsletter on right like it's something like I not in the active like day (laughs) process where you take the pill but um it was like in the weeks afterwards you know I didn't feel quite right that you bleed for like a while um kind of like at a light period level you bleed for like a while decreasing I would say it took me like maybe a week and a half to stop that stuff wow. that like mm-hmm. I can write the newsletter and come on the podcast and do all those things if I had had an acting gig booked that would have been really difficult um but I honestly just think about women who have like real day-to-day hourly wage working jobs or whatever where they have no sick days, they can't call out, and so they're going to have to be, you know, standing behind the counter doing whatever the fuck by the next morning. And I just really can't imagine that. I um, Now that I've had the experience, I also understand how damaging these trap laws are that already exist where like they make pe- women like travel really far that you have to wait da 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 like all of this stuff. I just like cannot imagine having had to deal with that many obstacles in addition to also going through the abortion pill process. Having to be on a plane. Yeah, after, exactly you know. like the idea of 
traveling, like the fact that women are now going to have to travel to get the abortion pill. And that is many days that you are out or uncomfortable or whatever. It's not like you're flying into Flo- to New York and picking it up and then going home. And it's, and honestly, I know for me, I had to take, I took my first pill in the presence of a nurse. So that means the process has begun from that moment. You have like 12 hours until you take the next one. And then that's where it's like a more intense process for around like the next day or so. I wouldn't want to do that in a hotel mm-hmm. or an Airbnb yeah. or any like I, I just would not. Um, I was very lucky to be able to be at home in my bed and to just be able to sit and, and be at home for like a week and a half. And uh, so I feel really, really grateful for that. But it also has opened my eyes to how much you're asking of a woman when you ask her to travel hours away when you ask her to travel via a plane to get a pill that really you could take entirely at home and if you're educated about what the effects are it's a process that you can go through at home and you make your husband buy you a heating pad (laughs) and he brings it over and it like Again, it's really just something that could be 100% private and could and should. That's just what I've came around to is like, it's a private decision 100% between either the woman and her doctor or the family that is deciding to do it. And um, it should be something that is able to just take place within your home. And then your home moves forward however you choose to. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I wonder a lot sometimes if, and I think a lot of people have a lot of different experiences with the abortion pill, but I do think that wonder if, because the abortion rights movement has been so prepared for the outlawing of Roe for such a long time, that um, maybe how intense it can be isn't, it, like you said, like we, we consider ourselves very knowledgeable about abortion and the procedure and the factors around it and you still found yourself surprised and so as you were talking I was just thinking about if you went through that again or somebody else went through that again and you know in in a lot of areas of the country some women are not going to have choices other than the abortion pill Mm -hmm. and you know just the experience you described and if somebody else had that experience and decided I'd rather do you know a DNC next time or have an inpatient procedure that's not going to be an option for them. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, uh, I I personally, like, I wanted the pill and I'm glad that I did it that way, but I haven't experienced it the other way. But uh, yeah, again, it's personal. Like, if someone just really doesn't like the idea... It's just a person, it's a choice. If someone just, it doesn't feel right to them to do that or, you know whatever yeah maybe maybe they don't like fucking blood i don't know Mm -hmm. like and then some people have trauma with like going to the gynecologist like sometimes i go to the gynecologist and i feel traumatized you you know like it's the the point is you should choose the method and that's looking less possible exactly there's just so many different factors that go into it and that's the thing is like i just we've made it such a dirty word and so scary. And as we've talked about, even Democrats have seeded that for such a long time being like, no one wants an abortion. And I'm like, no, I wanted my abortion when I got it. It was a choice that I made and I had to think about what I wanted. And it was like process of thought, but I didn't not want it. (laughs) Right. So it's just, um, I think that because of, 
because we're so far in that we're nowhere near being able to like actually educate people practically about like once they exercise their right to an abortion what to expect or how to like what's what is what's it going to be like emotionally cuz i think that also we don't want to talk about that like it is complicated emotionally and you might feel kind of sad after and you might feel this or that and it's like we don't want to say that because then to even talk about the complicated emotional process feels yeah. like we're giving something to the other side when actually like all we're saying is that it's a private choice for the woman to make and no yeah. one else needs to be involved. It's just such a bummer because we keep going back to like, it should be so private, but you know, when you were talking earlier, my instinct was to be like, well, everybody should know about this so that everybody can have two weeks of abortion pill leave. But also you shouldn't have to fucking tell your employer, you know, that, that you're going through that. So I don't know what, I don't know what the answer is, but the answer definitely has to be like, yeah, this is just not a wanton decision that a bunch of single, I mean, anybody, no matter what your motivation, but I feel like the way they get away with um, selling this to their voters is by making it like a pro-family policy. And it, it obviously is not. No, it's it's not. It would have upended our family in ways that we just could not have taken on at that time. Mm -hmm. And when we do choose to have a family, we're going to be better for the choice that we made. We're going to be more prepared and we're going to have, I don't know, we're just going to have our right feet on the ground, which is what we wanted. When we were talking about this, and and I didn't say I was going to ask you this question before, so let me know, but I just was thinking about to December, and I just think about the time. I was like, I literally would have said to you at some point on the podcast, Elise, what the hell do you do about paid leave? You don't get paid leave. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. She was like, was she deciding to have a family? And I'm like, what the hell are you going to do, Elise? <laughs> but that's the thing is like, first of all, you never did that, but okay. also <laughs> that didn't happen, so don't worry. But it is crazy. Like The thing is, um, it is frustrating to have gone through this and to have kind of wanted to be able to like work things out with my therapist and my husband and with myself. But because of the constant political attacks on this right, I didn't have really the opportunity to do that. Like I had to, I had to like process the abortion really fast and like in ways that were like not even necessarily helpful. Like it's not really actually that helpful for me to like hear about people who think I am, I committed murder or like that I should go to jail for murder or that like Danny should be sued for $10,000 right, by right. whoever or like what our Uber driver who picked us up can be sued. Like all of that stuff is just, I I would have preferred to just go through the emotional process that was just dealing with the choice that we made in our family rather than also having to externalize it constantly to this like big existential threat that's happening to everyone in the world. And like, I mean, these laws are crazy. They're crazy. And I, you know, one of the things that makes me feel nervous about coming forward is like, I don't know how hardcore these people go or whatever mm -hmm. but I just felt like I couldn't keep talking about it without being honest about my choice mm -hmm. yeah and not that this necessarily matters but everything you have said so far it sounds like this isn't something you want to go through again 
So it's just crazy that it is positioned as something that people are wantonly doing without a second thought, which if they are, that is also fine. But we need, it's so important for people like you to share the story of how weighty it was and how much more traumatizing it would have been to have to spend all of this money or incorporate all of these other factors that would have involved your husband having to sacrifice too. It's really crazy to... Because luckily I got to go through the process in the state of New York where there were actually no barriers like legally in the way of me being able to go and get it and, you know, do the entire process at home. But just the idea of even a single barrier in the way would have been so like frustrating and confusing to have felt like there was some kind of clock on me would have been really alarming and confusing um, just all of that would have made the situation just so much more difficult to deal with and so much more, um, yeah, it would have been a lot more traumatizing right now. Yeah, I don't, like when you're making that decision, you don't want to like, oh, well now we got to book a flight too, you know? Yeah. I mean, this is one of, it's definitely been one of the most like emotional and impactful things that I've gone to through. I wouldn't necessarily call myself traumatized by the experience it's something that happened to me that is a big thing that happened in my life for sure mm -hmm. but I think if I had had those kinds of obstacles in my way then it may have been a traumatizing experience whereas now it's just a an important experience in the in the book of Elise <laughs> yeah no thank you for clarifying that because that is what what the other side loves to do is talk about regret and like you know it, being, it yeah. being traumatizing. And there are a lot of private, private weighty things we all do within our lives, privately with our families that are, that are, that are difficult, but they're not all traumatizing. Yeah. Just because it was a difficult choice doesn't mean I have regrets about it or that, or anything like that. It just was, it was just kind of a whoa moment for me as someone who has talked about this issue for so long, kind of in the hypothetical, mm -hmm. no, even like, and just engaged with it. I mean, so much, but in the hypothetical to actually have it play out in my life while I'm watching the politics rolling in of this, to have it play out in this way that I have like, paid lip service to understanding is a way that people have abortions, but mm -hmm. I don't think I even really internalized it until it happened to me. And I was like, oh, people have abortions for all kinds of reasons. And it's a complicated decision that belongs in your home. You had all of those factors and then it's inescapable to you. I mean, of course, like you could be like, I really can't write the newsletter that day. But like, as you know, like, yeah. we'd have to fight, like that's you can't escape it. We talk on this podcast all the time. So like to not even be able to just kind of like process it as a personal thing, but also as an existential thing and then feel a responsibility to externalize that. That's that's a lot. Your therapist must be busy. <laughs> <laughs> My, I have a wonderful therapist Good. and as always shout out to her um, <laughs> we're at two times a week and we love that <laughs> me and Danny have a therapist Beautiful. like where there there's all the therapies happening 
Yeah, and it's important, I think, like you're saying, like if if you relate to anything that Elise is saying, like you're not a bad feminist for no, and maybe people don't think that, but yeah, like there's no right way to have felt about that experience. One hundred percent. Yeah, I just if I I guess if I had to impress upon anything to anyone who's listening is just really um, how important the right to privacy is, and we should not allow. Even if the Supreme Court does make this move in June, we should not just sit quietly and have that right upended because I don't even just mean it for Roe, which is how Mm -hmm. it's affected my life. But seeing what it actually means to have your right to privacy violated in the way that I feel like the politics of what is happening right now have violated my right to privacy and that I don't think I can like keep this choice private Mm -hmm. any longer. Mm -hmm. It's really serious. So that's what I'm, yeah, that's basically what I would say. Yeah, it's very, yeah. we'll have to end there. This is very serious. No joke. Thank you again, Elise. And I know you're going to get just overwhelmed with positive notes from <laughs> well, our listeners. I love you, Amanda. I, I love you, Elise. I'm really happy you gave me this opportunity to talk about Anytime. this in this way. And um, yeah, I just thank you to everyone who listened to this. And um yeah, I guess that's all I have to say. <laughs> until the end of democracy, I guess. <laughs> until yeah, the end of until democracy. The end of democracy. <laughs> I'm Amanda Duberman. And I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Abetcha Sub Podcast. The Betcha Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and send us your emails to suppod at betches.com. Betches.